What up, everybody? Thank you for checking out the podcast. Um, Today, I got a really cool episode for you guys. Um, And just know that I'm working on um, getting some links or setting up a social media page for um, my podcast and music and things like that. So um, I will post it when that whenever I get around to doing that. And I thank you all for checking this out and for continuing to check out my podcast. Um, And I will have more um, content soon. Today, I have a really cool episode with an author. So it's really interesting. And um, yeah, here it is. Check it out. Welcome to Invest in Podcast. Today, I have an episode here with a writer and author, Frankie McCarthy. How are you doing, bro? Hi, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Um, so I, I just wanted to um, know a little bit more about you. How, how did you, um, or tell, tell us a little bit about your background, man. Um, so I picked up the pen or the computer, if you like, about uh, two months ago and started mm-hmm. writing and since then I've been writing like most like most days a little bit here and there whenever I've got free time we've all had quite a lot of that over lockdown <laughs> for sure so two months man you've only been writing for two months you're very new to this huh yeah so I've only been writing for a very short space of time but I've been like researching a lot and learning a lot from fellow writers and um all sorts of people like over the internet and on youtube and facebook groups and stuff kind of learning as i'm going yeah yeah man yeah because um you know with with books and things like that and and you're you're currently writing a book i should say and and hopefully you know it'll, it'll get finished you know and things like that um, with the books, it depends on on what you're writing about, also. But those can take a lot of research to try to figure out, you know, um, how to how to space things out or how to outline um, time timelines and things like that. You know, what what kind of book are you writing currently? So I'm writing like a historical novel. It's about 1066 in England. I don't know if you know much about that. I don't. <laughs> I don't, man. <laughs> So it's um it's quite a key event here, quite a key a date, I should say, and um, mm. it was basically kind of the last time England was invaded properly in 1066 by the Normans, and it completely changed the country. And because I mean, through school we learn about it in history, and mm-hmm. um, I felt I just like remember this moment in the lesson, kind of feeling really inspired about how just kind of incredible this year was because um the literally kind of the toss of a coin these tiny little things that meant that um the normans did actually succeed in their invasion of england and it completely changed england forever completely changed the language completely changed the lay of the land how we speak it's quite incredible really 
Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, I have I have no idea about any any like England history or nothing, man. I barely paid attention in school, you know. <laughs> but but man, that that's really interesting. So you're doing I mean, you're doing I'm sure deep deep research into all this, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I'm literally just looking looking everywhere, all the, all these different sites and stuff and looking through evidence and all sorts and I'm also having to do a bit of my own kind of research so for instance on one place it said that where the because it was wasn't just the normans who invaded it was also um the norwegians the norsemen the vikings who also invaded and um it said for instance that they had they start they they kind of had their camp at a certain place and it was 15 miles away from where the battle was fought so i kind of it didn't actually say where. So I did a bit of researching and I kind of worked out where 50 miles would be and managed to work out where exactly that camp would have been. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, with, with this, um, you know, there, there's sometimes people don't write down everything exactly how it goes, you know, is there, besides that, has there been anything else that ha- that you found that has been untold about this story that just the research that you've you've seen that there is like inconsistencies or things like that because i mean history is written by by the winners you know um it's very mm-hmm. obvious and and all types of history and everybody's history u.s history um asian history all that you know it's very obvious that the winners are the ones who write what what had happened and and they get to tell their side of the story but you know during you know times as we we learn more and we we there's more knowledge that is put out um there's more truths that are put out as well you know so things are not written how we've been told um in in schools and things like that have have you find found anything interesting about this this subject yeah i think the main thing i found was um the King of England who was slain was called Harold Godwinson, and he really was a bit of a hero. He was an incredible fighter, an amazing leader, and he really inspired people to fight for him, and everything was pitted against him. So around September of 1066, there was um, a Viking Norse invasion in one side of the country, and then as soon as he'd finished dealing with them by ex- expertly kind of tricking them and winning a Two bat- uh, one battle there he was then straight away um, attacked in the south by the Normans and by William the Conqueror so he literally had to turn his army around and march all the way back to face him so everything was pitted against him and still he almost succeeded but was um, supposedly struck by an arrow in the eye however that's kind of controversial it's, sh- it's shown um it was shown on the Bayou Tapestry and then it was removed later. So there's kind of controversy around whether or not he was actually struck in the eye by an arrow. <laughs> okay. Wow, man. So, I mean, he straight assassinated, man. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> that yeah. is crazy, man. So are you from, you're from England, correct? Yeah, or... I live in, yeah, I live in the Midlands um, in England. So okay. it's kind of, it's very local history. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, something that I found really interesting about um, England that I've heard, I don't know if it's true, maybe you could tell me yes or no, is that they're really their own, um, 
their own type of gov- like they don't have to abide by anybody else's government or anything like, like they they have their own um kind of sh- uh government structure that or, or something like that you know like they don't really um they don't have to uh deal with other other governments and things like that i don't know i don't know exactly um what it, what it was that was told to me but um yeah, i don't we, know do you know anything about that yeah we have like our own own government and all our own things we're kind of separate from mm-hmm. um they, the kind of the, you guys, the rest of the world you, in a different way yeah you guys have uh, the queen uh, yeah. and things like, <laughs> how does how does that work exactly man that that is like really <laughs> interesting to me man so um, she's not cutting off people's heads. Don't, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But they're kind of... Interestingly, not everyone loves the royal family. So there's always a lot of hype around them and um, lots of like stories. But there are quite a lot of people who just think it's crazy that... Because our taxes go into paying for their kind of lavish lifestyle. So quite a lot of people don't like the idea of they some people say that she the queen that she just walked around waving at people and that's all Mm -hmm. she does but I mean I although I kind of recognize that now there's not as much she can do um, I still think she's quite an important figure and it's quite amazing that we still do have a royal family Mm -hmm. one one of very few places that still still have the, the king and queen or I don't even know if there is a king but a queen you know and there yeah. there are places still um in the world that have the king and queen thing you know mm. so that, i mean that's that's always an interesting thing to me man and there's always eyes on on the queen and the royal family and what they're doing and i don't know mm. it's it's very very um very um over over um publicized you know i guess i guess the royal family kind of links quite nicely though because the king back then in 1066 literally had all the responsibility on his shoulders, literally mm-hmm. leading the country. And now, like the queen, for instance, isn't really even allowed to say what she thinks politically because she's not really allowed to like pick a side or say whatever. So now, in some ways, you could say she's powerless. Like, Oh, really? Mm. Wow, man. I did not know. <laughs> See, I don't know. I don't know things like this, man. I don't get to. I, I don't get to sit down and study too many things. I, it has to really um, kind of pique my interest um, in order for me to look into it a little bit more. You know, you hear things um, now. You know, coming out um, like about the about like Jeffrey Epstein and his connection to the royal family and things like that, and mm. you know that that yeah. kind of stuff. It, it's interesting to to you know, read about and things like that. And, you know, you never know what's true and what's not, you know, but yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, um, but anyways, um, with, with your writing, um, what has been the most challenging thing you found um, trying to sit down and write a book? I think a lot of people like, for instance, on these Facebook groups that I'm a part of, they talk about writer's block and like struggling to find the time or being inspired to write. And for me, whenever I sit down in front of my laptop, it just literally just flows straight away into my fingertips and it just sentence after sentence just keeps coming. So that's not really my problem. I think my problem mainly is kind of staying truthful as I can be to the history and when I'm researching the history. 
So like going over and over stuff to try and make sure that, because there's a lot of stuff that kind of conflict. So one source might say something else and then one source might be biased and say something else. So you've got to kind of choose what history would you want to go with at the end of the day? Like, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I get you, man. Yes. Um, do you have like, uh, I mean, the outline is all basically written out for you, you know, how things conspired and things like that. Um, do you ever feel like uh, things like you could go um, off track a lot of the times with um, what you're trying to, um display or tell what what story exactly are you trying to tell is it just from your perspective or the actual like you just want to tell the actual truth behind this i think you know how you said about earlier about kind of the victor and all we all we hear is the victor's side i mm-hmm. think my story definitely wants to show the person the side which was defeated so at first it was um because the vikings landed first and whilst they won the first battle, which was called the Battle of Fulford, which is what I'm actually writing halfway through now, um, that battle was won by the Vikings. However, they then um, got a bit cocky and left all their armour on the ships. And then the English came marching right through the day and night and came, surprised them all armoured and just completely slaughtered them. So the Vikings lost then. And my main, my main character is a Viking and and kind of having it that because there was this there was this um famous kind of um Norseman warrior who because there was the English on one side of a river and then the Norsemen Vikings on the other who didn't have any armor and there was one small bridge that stood between them getting slaughtered and one Norseman stepped forward and guarded the bridge whilst the Vikings got into position to be able to fight and he just one man killed 48 armored Englishmen, which and that's I was really inspired and just amazed that someone could do that at that time. And um, so the, he's the main character of my novel and he was meant to have been killed then. But I'm going to have it that he survives. And then the English are so amazed by his fighting that they take him on and he goes on to fight at the Battle of Hastings, which happens afterwards. But of course, the English also lose that. So he kind of loses all the way through and survives and are kind of telling the other side of the story we all know. And and with that Battle of Hastings, um, are, are you planning on um, kind of following up with another type novel or, or, or do you want to do more than just history? Yeah, I think I definitely... Well, in the minute, I've literally planned the entire first novel that I'm writing now. I planned kind of like the structure and also character development because I've got about kind of four characters or so and um, I've planned all of that but I've also started to look to making it a trilogy because there is actually more interesting history kind of rebelling against the Normans afterwards after the Normans took over after winning at the Battle of Hastings and there's a lot more history afterwards that I kind of want to show as well. Yeah absolutely Um, and with so with this trilogy, you're 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 doing it all from one person's per- perspective, correct? Um, or mo- are you going? Yeah, go- multiple perspectives. Because, okay, for instance, there was one man called Tostig, and he was an English lord who I could you could say kind of um, 
plotted and was kind of plotting in the background and brought about the destruction of England um, because he's the one who said to the Norsemen to invade at a particular time and he also planned for the French, William, to invade it as well, the Normans. So he kind of ma- manufactured the destruction of England in a way. So I definitely want to have, well, I've already had a couple of chapters from his perspective. I'm having um, a couple of chapters from William's perspective and also the leader of the Vikings as well. So it's kind of a few different perspectives with one main character all the way through. Mm. And, and are you, how many chapters is this going out to, or do you have that um, planned at all? How many chapters um, you go and things like that, certain word count? Yeah, well, because this is so new to me, I kind of researched what's the best t- um, amount of words for a chapter and how long is the average chapter. And I found that both of those is about 3,000 words. So I try to keep them about each chapter about 3,000 words, sometimes a bit under, sometimes a bit over. And I kind of don't, I'm not sure how many what chapters it's going to be. So far, I'm about 35,000 words in and I'm on about 13 chapters. So, I mean, I, I would say I'm maybe a, um, a third of the way through. I'm not quite sure how the novel is going to um, change and as it's as I keep going but I'd, I'd probably say I think I'm about a third of the way through okay and and you know you've you've done research on on um the the writing process and things like that do you know how you're gonna roll it out like how you promote and and um publish and things like that because that that's interesting to me I I'm personally I I am hoping to um write a book here soon you know I'm, I'm working on a little bit you know but um I don't you know I don't know too much about the whole industry and how it works and things like that so um and and what ways um do you feel like it's proper to promote in this time in this day and age you know with with the internet there's so much going on online that you could get lost you know your your whole um project could get lost within within the the web you know and then and then you know trying to publish it i mean i i'm sure that's very challenging as well yeah i think the first thing for me is kind of just getting it written mm-hmm. and then once it's refined um and like redrafted or whatever then i can kind of look at it and if it is something that i think is like properly good then um i definitely want to kind of i think you definitely need an editor um, I've been told that you need an editor to just go over and help you change bits, but then they don't come cheaply. So um, I'm not, I'll kind of cross that bridge when I come to it. I mean, and then getting it published, I, I kind of feel like it might be a bit of luck. Like you, you must know about Harry Potter, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing it's just, <laughs> just as big out in the US. <laughs> oh man, it's huge over here. Well, I I don't know about it anymore, but it's it's pretty big over here. Yeah. I think it's it's kind of struck a chord, doesn't it? It's um it's everywhere. But interestingly, even the author of Harry Potter, which is I reread it actually the other day, um the first one, just to kind of give me a bit of inspiration. And even that book, which is so good, I think it was 48 publishers she had to go to before it was published. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. <laughs> no, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm kind of, 
viewing it, there's obviously my novel cannot come close to Harry Potter in any way. So it might be, I don't know, 200 publishers I send it to before. <laughs> I'm not sure. But um, yeah, publishers definitely, it's hard and you need a bit of luck. But if you do something that's different, and I'm not sure there are many novels out there about 1066. So mm-hmm. I mean, I've never read one. Um, so I'm hoping it's something that will kind of um, be a bit different. And certainly in England, it's it's a date that everyone knows so my kind of title which is work in progress is 1066 a warrior's tale so hopefully the idea is if it is ever published people will see kind of 1066 and might go oh okay i know that date i know that maybe i want to read it yeah absolutely may Um, i ask what your book is about or that you want to write yeah yeah i i'm so right now i'm attempting um it I had an idea for a, a book, a novel, or whatever, and then I had an idea for I wanted to do an autobiography of myself at the same time. But uh, I was like, nobody really wants to read about me. Nobody knows me. So I decided um, I was thinking about tying my kind of my story into a, a novel type and just kind of be like semi-autobiographical, um, but just kind of telling a story about um becoming a man in 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 the world and things like that um so i i was gonna call it never done wrong because uh the thing is uh as i was coming as i was growing up i i felt like i was never doing wrong because i was never told that i was um what i was doing is wrong like things like uh doing drugs or doing like um sexualizing women women uh, like way too much you know and things like that um so you know I was exposed to to pornography very early and the so all I known was um in that in that realm was uh the men are the ones that mm-hmm. should be pleased always and things like that you know mm-hmm. when it's it's you know just things that are completely wrong and yeah. look like I saw the world just completely wrong as I was growing up and things like that. So, um, yeah, I was going to call it never done wrong, but kind of like, uh, just kind of like, uh, explain, you know, the, my situation, uh, not my situation. Well, yeah, kind of like my situation in a, in a way that all men I hope could, could kind of take from it. You know, because I feel like us as men, we go through a lot of these things just the way um, entertainment or society gives it to us in mm. in movies or in television and just in different different types of ways. Music. I I'm a big hip hop fan. I'm I love hip hop, and you know, in hip hop, it's especially when I was listening to it, it was drugs, money, women. That's all it was. Yeah. So that's all I pulled from it as a child. And that's the morals I came up with. And it's there. It's terrible, man. It's, you know, it's a terrible way to look at it at at life. And now, Mm. you know, as I'm growing up and becoming a man, finally, I feel like in a way I'm, I'm still, I, you know, I still have that in me, but I, I, and I know better now that I I 
know I want to make change, you know, because I have three kids and I know I want to um, be better, you know, and yeah. I want them to do better with their lives. So would the kind of arc be for your main character just kind of like changing and respecting women and realizing like how bad drugs are and stuff like that? Would he kind of go transform throughout the book? Yeah, well, I'm kind of, I, I don't think I'll do like a main character. I think it'll be more like a, a maybe a self, like self-help book type deal, you know, and just explaining um, different, different aspects of life, like different things like um, child, just go through like childhood um, relationships, marriage, um, just different things in, in life, education, you know, just so um, I hope to to just kind of have men look at it and and kind of read it and and hopes that they could uh match it to their lives and and kind of like be like oh man this is this not saying that I'm I'm right but like man we maybe I I need to change you know and if women read it and hope I hope that they could see it and and kind of see where men struggle in life, because I I understand um, women have way more struggles than men, absolutely you know because their their yeah. struggles yeah their their struggles come from what men do to them and things like yeah. that. But I think definitely I, the media puts a lot of pressure on women a lot more than men. Um, absolutely, in films in any sort of any sort of enjoyment or entertainment or media in any form it comes women are often seen as lower or um shown as just needing to be beautiful and yeah it's not right I, yeah absolutely and and you know i i hope that they see, like if a woman reads it they see why they go through that those types of things you know and mm. and in hopes that they they could help make the change because yeah. I, I, I mean, the world is is kind of is going through the change right now, with everything going on. You know the the massive um the what was it the Me Too culture the Me Too thing that happened. Yeah. You know yeah. that that helped a lot, man. Like mm-hmm. as much as there was um some false accusations, it it put a spotlight on it. You know, and yeah. uh you know the things that are going on right now the the pedophilia things you know it's happened for so long but you know there's a big spotlight on it right now so you know as the world is seems to be getting worse it's it's getting better you know i feel like yeah yeah definitely if you look how things were like um in the past even just recent past we've definitely improved and we're not there yet we've kind of complete equality of um, women and men and race and everything but I think we will get there yeah and and you know everybody everybody can do something everybody can do something to to try to um, change man yeah I mean one of my arcs in my book for my main character is that he kind of um, starts off as being quite sexist and doesn't really respect women or see them for any more than a kind of a cook um and then by the end of um of even probably the first book he will have a lot different understanding of women and respect them more just in that and i also think that 
another thing because um, I'm very interested in film and um, I'm actually doing a BTEC in film to learn about it. And my dream would be to go on to become a director and the reason I'm kind of writing these books to be almost full of action so that it would really work as films. Mm-hmm. So, um, and if they were, it's obviously a long time down the road after a lot of work, but if I ever got into the position where these could be made as films, um, there's a character I've got who is a woman and um, she would definitely not be, or, or even any of the cast at all, would not be these kind of perfect, beautiful celebrities which are often starring in these films. They would be the more mm-hmm. normal people that reflects the people who watches them because then if, if people see um, people who look normal and um, are not kind of glorified, then surely people will feel better about themselves and women will feel mm-hmm. better about themselves. Yeah, they could connect to their to their characters more too, you know, mm. I feel like. But yeah, that's that's incredible, man. I, I like that you're you're looking towards the towards the future you know like you're you're thinking i feel like you're thinking one step ahead you Mm. know instead of just like thinking about the now you're thinking about putting the you know hope in hopes that it could become something you know and that that's incredible man but yeah so with with the film um are you doing anything else um in it besides um what you have done so far so um, I'm literally just kind of working with an iPhone sort sort of thing, um, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of making short films and just learning more about film, um, and then hopefully by the time I finish my BTEC, I'll have a portfolio behind me, which will mean I'll be able to get into um, working in film and maybe being a camera operative or whatever, because uh, I've heard that it's good to be learn all the different things that go into making a film so learning about script writing learn about being behind the camera learning about costumes learning about continuity and if you actually are in a position where you've done all of those things and you've had a job as all of those things if by the time if you ever get to being a director you'll have a kind of full view of the full picture of making a film so that's what at the minute i'm obviously just doing everything myself um and I especially like editing. I think that's where the story comes together. It's fun and all shooting, but in the editing process, you can actually cut down to what exactly the story you want to tell and how you want to tell it. Absolutely, man. Um, with with the the books and between the books and the films, is there anybody in particular that really inspired you to want to get into this? this type of um, entertainment or this type of um, content creation? Um, I know I mentioned Harry Potter earlier. I'm a big mm-hmm. Harry Potter fan. And definitely from a book point of view, um, those books, I think it's kind of cliche to say, but kind of changed my life in a different way. Because before I read Harry Potter, um, I wasn't very good at English or reading or wasn't didn't feel inspired to read or anything. And then that literally kind of changed everything a bit. And then from a film point of view, um, I've always enjoyed watching all sorts of films growing up, but um, I think Tarantino is a director which stands out for me because he tells stories in completely different ways and um, he's kind of recent and 
quite in, he's achieved some quite incredible things and tell stories in a different way. And I guess both of these things, um, writing in the minute, and if I ever got into um, directing, it's just telling a story. That's the simple way. And all through um, all of time, um, I heard someone say the other day, all people have ever wanted is like someone to tell you a story. That's all people want. Mm-hmm. So it's just different mediums of telling a story. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you from back in the way, way back, years and like hundreds and thousands of years ago, you know, that's all that that's all it was. It was just stories around a campfire, stories mm. passed down from generation to generation. And this is the way we do it now through books, yeah. television, yeah. music. And it's it's it feels it feels there there's a certain responsibility that is kind of placed on um the shoulders of the people who do those types of things, you know? And and some people take it seriously and some people don't. You definitely are one person I see that takes it very serious, you know, with the topics that you're you're writing about and things like that. So, you know, I I see you I see you the success in you already. I feel it and I hear it, you know. So I, you know, I hope and I wish the best for you. Um, I don't have anything else um, for you. Um, I don't know if you'd want to um, tell the people who are listening where to where to find you on social media and, you know, wherever they can to follow up when you do um, start releasing your books. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of too early. Thanks, man, by the way. And it's been a pleasure mm-hmm. talking to you. <laughs> um, yeah, no doubt, but- man. I guess it's too early really at the minute um as I've told you I'm literally just a couple of months into writing and it'll probably be a few day few years down the line before I'm in that position but um yeah I guess I kind of wanted to come on here just to get my story out there maybe inspire other people because it's so easy you know it's so easy if you have a story to tell whatever your medium is to tell a story you just need even if it's just pen and paper you can just start now. Why wait? <laughs> mm-hmm. And there, there will definitely be people to listen, man. Always, always. There's always somebody, man. There's always somebody that wants to hear, hear a story, man. But yeah, you definitely inspired me, man. I, I thank you so much for coming on. Um, you need to get that you. book written. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting I'm for work. it. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on mine for sure, man. After this, <laughs> thank you so much, brother. It was good talking to you. Yeah, same here. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, man. All right.